0: Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the WNL show, Aaron Clark here once again and we've another packed episode in store for you as we look ahead to this weekend's Women's FAI Cup Final between Cork City Women and UCD Waves, as well as looking at this weekend's Women's National Elite Decider between Wexford Redutes and p United. Coming up on today's show, I'll be joined by Cork City boss Frank Callagher, who'll discuss the side's preparations. I'll also be joined by his opposite number, Noah Keeley, who will reflect on Sunday's clash with Piedmont United, as well as previewing this weekend's cup final. UCD Waves' Clive Mustaki will also be joining us to discuss missing out on Waves' last cup final appearance true illness. Additionally, I caught up with James O'Callaghan and Heather Payne after Piedmont's 2-1 victory against UCD Waves on Sunday, while finally I'll be joined from joined by Declan News from Dublin City FM to preview the weekend's action. Frank, your league season may have ended, but it's a really exciting week for Cork City and the people of Cork, isn't it? It's a fantastic week to look forward to, really, Aaron. Um, you know, both both
1: the men's and the women's team being in the final is fantastic for the
0: football club, and um, it's very exciting times for three of It hasn't happened before as well, like, to get both the men's and women in the same cup final, and the fact that they're taking place on the same day, like, there must be, some, must be some buzz around Cork. We've seen this afternoon there was a media day down in Cork, like, there must be some buzz around the whole atmosphere. Place fantastic, I mean, you know, we were in the ground on Friday
1: night when the league trophy was given to the men's team and we walked around and we got a standing ovation from the crowd. So, you know, it made us feel really part of, of, of the organisation and I think there's a fantastic buzz around the city with it. You know, there's going to be a big crowd from Cork coming up to us. like a lot of the transport has been organised so that people can get up to both finals. So I think for the Women's National League and for the
0: FAI Cup winning in, in the women's, it's fantastic, you know, hopefully there'll be a big crowd up there, yeah. Like you spoke about Friday, like for some of your players who wouldn't have experienced things like that, where they're actually getting brought around Turner's Cross and actually paraded to the fans on such a big night for Cork City men who hadn't won the league in such a long time, like it was it was a great initiative from the club because it really made, makes the girls feel involved.
1: It does. I mean it's a great initiative since we've amalgamated with the club early on the season, you know, they've been nothing but but positive towards us. You know, they've included us in an awful lot of their their publicity and we're we're very grateful for that and I think it raises the profile of the of the club both at local level but also at women's national league level. So we're delighted with, with, with sort of what what's happened really with Cork City, you know, it's been great.
0: I read the week, I read the yesterday on social media that they'd 1,600 people had an, an open training session sort of signing due yesterday for their game uh, for their game, and then for their training session. but it was also the same day you play like you would have got a spillover from that as well coming to watch you from people who might not have watched you before Oh well, we
1: did, yeah, we got a big spit over because a lot of people stayed on in, in the ground afterwards and watched our game and that was fantastic we actually had our biggest coach of the season so it was really good for us to have they were doing autograph signing, the players and, and John and all the coaches were there and we, we were in then for our game against Wexford and
0: a lot of the crowd stayed on so it was really good. Disappointed to finish a campaign with a defeat? Yeah, I would be honest with you and say we were, I think you know Wexford came down with the mission and in fairness to them they, they played very, very well.
1: I think it was a very, very even game, a very even contest. I think they put it up to us in the first half and got a very good goal. And I think in the second half, we matched them, you know, blow for blow. And I think, you know, we shaded it probably second half. with a couple of chances that we didn't take, that on another day you could. But it was a very, very even contest. And to be honest, it was the perfect game to have coming into a cup final. A hard, competitive match, which is what you need
0: but like even you play it again on Thursday evening you're away right to Galway on Thursday evening like that sort of preparation I know it's not ideal playing two games in quick succession but it's that sort of mentality the mental side of things that are really stu- bowed to your side this week it is it's really important like obviously the fixture was a refixed game from previously but it was really good
1: to get two tough matches we need to travel away to Galway we the a late kick off with all those arrangements to make we went up there played very very well in the last two matches, if I'm honest, we've rotated our squad. We've had to do that to protect the players so that they're not overloaded and to manage that, which we did very well. The result in Galway gave us a great positive. And then going into the Wexford game, we rotated the squad again, which you have to do at this stage, to make sure that everybody's fit and healthy for next week.
0: Like, the Galway game in particular, we've seen, like, it was only a day after your under-19s players arrived back from international duty. So, like... To ask them to come in and play that sort of game—that's when, like, to make that sort of transition. Whereas you wouldn't possibly use them a little bit more on Sunday rather than use them against Galway.
1: Absolutely, and like they didn't play um for most of the part on the Thursday night because you know they had had a very very tough campaign, and you know you have to manage their their levels of recovery. So they didn't play. They only played. I think Sergio played maybe five or ten minutes. Daniel Buck didn't play. First Carroll Gorman played. Um, most of that game because we managed her time in the sense that she had
0: a certain amount of time in the away for qualifiers and we felt that she was able to play more but that's what you have to do just looking though at that that, that game and the court game and the sorry the Wexford game as well you haven't played Noonan, or Noonan and Shine together in the last couple of games is that maybe a little bit of a worry that they haven't played together coming into the cup final after a bit of a break I suppose not to be honest with you and I think look it Between the two of them this year,
1: they've scored 27 goals in all competitions. For me, I think they're the best two players in terms of combination in the league. And I think they have this chemistry that we've noted all season. We've had to rest them because of their schedules, really. And I think, you know, I think they'll be fresh for next week. You know, they have this fantastic relationship when they play. And as I say, between the two of them this year, they've notched up 27 goals, which is some tally.
0: There was a picture of Claire Shine put on social media yesterday, just before the game and she was walking out. She looks to have lost a good bit of weight as well and she looks to be a lot fitter as well coming into this towards the back end of the season.
1: Absolutely. Claire's in good shape now, I think, you know, she really looked at her own personal training. She has people working with her behind the scenes. We've been working with her very hard. She's in great shape now. I think physically she's getting back to her peak and just at the right time for us really the last number of games she's
0: been outstanding for us you know and I think that um, she's getting back to the peak of her powers and you know hopefully she produced for us next week but yeah she's in very very good physical condition now very good but like you even have goals coming from all over the pitch we've seen Maggie Duncliffe popped up with two goals from set places the other day like is that something that you, you like in your team now that the goals are just coming from Claire and Saoirse although they've scored 27 in all competitions that other players are also chipping in with goals Absolutely. Okay. I mean Maggie seems to be our dead ball specialist this year. I mean she's putting them in from all sorts of angles and distances and I mean that's really good to have to have those players, you know, stepping up. Katie McCarthy is also starting to notch goals in the last number of games, which is good. Christina Drain played again for us against Galway as as the number nine got a very good goal as well. So we are we have players in different positions who are who are chipping in and that's that's good. That's good for us. It's a big pitch at the Aviva, Frank. It could be a lot of running around. Do you think maybe a wide, wide expansive game will suit that sort of environment? Like, you see your wingers love to get on the ball. Could that be a game that they look to maybe attack UCD on a wide pitch? I think, you know... um It is a very wide pitch, I mean in terms of Bishopstone it would be six yards longer and four yards wider and I think it is a
1: big pitch so it will lead to an expansive game. I think the distances that the players will have to cover will be much, much greater and I think when you're attacking you will look to exploit those spaces a lot. But certainly when you're defending, you're going to have to get people behind the line in the transitions very, very quickly to close those spaces because it is such a good pit, a big pitch. It's also sapping on people's energy as well for 19 minutes. Um, so these are elements that you have to be very, very aware of. But, you know, we've been doing a lot of work on that this week. We've spoken to the players about it already, really. have you? Have
0: you... Is it more of an an emphasis that it's focus on yourself rather than focus on UCD this week?
1: Oh yeah, 100%. I think this is all about our group this week and what we want to try and do and how we're going to do it and when we're going to do it. It always has to be at a cup final week you know, it's about focusing on your own organisation, you know, getting your mindset right, getting the tactical side of your game right, you know, and and measuring up and doing all those those things are crucial. So you do focus an awful lot on yourself.
0: Yeah. You've been on the pro course, the pro licence course now for a while. How much will that sort of experience, like we've seen recently over Bristol Rovers and Swansea, looking at the men's side of things, how much will that help in terms of preparation? Because you've seen what a professional side does as well for big games. Yeah, I think the pro licence for me has been probably one of the best things I've ever done in football, to be honest with you, because it
1: gives you such an insight in terms of how professional football is, is run, how it's managed, how it's organised, and all those details. When we went to Swansea in Bristol, I mean, we got fantastic access from both clubs, and we were very grateful with we it, led by Nilo Regan and new Doctor, you know, our, our performance director and head of coach education, and they. They, you know, have coordinated this excellent course and I think you get an insight in terms of what professional teams do from how they set up their training sessions, you know, the teams that they have basically reactive from the previous game and proactive for the game that's coming up next week. The analysis side of the game, how they detail that down to give the players information. Yeah, it's been fantastic for me really personally and it's been great.
0: Considering this is Cork City's first... FAI Cup Final would you have spoke to people like John Caulfield Liam uh, Liam Kearney maybe not being there but other people from the men's side who would have been there and would have experienced the Cup Final atmosphere on the day to get some sort of insight to what it's going to be like yeah I mean I've had a couple of conversations with John about this you know and talked to some of the players just in passing over the last number of days really um, about the occasion and you know some of the players in in the City team who I would have coached maybe a few seven years ago they would have said to me, look, it's a fantastic occasion, you need to manage it,
2: you know, you need to keep your feet in the ground, you know, you need to get everybody working together, these are the key things really because it's such a a tremendous atmosphere, but you have to maintain the control, and I think that's the important thing is always maintaining the control um, to keep everybody's feet on the ground and not changing anything on, on the week to the build-up
1: really. Going through the same routines all the time, that was said as well, you know. That's all very helpful, you
0: know. Would it being such an early kick-off on a Sunday? Will you travel up on the morning again?
1: We're actually coming up for the weekend. Um, we're going to go come, go up on Saturday afternoon and and stay over Saturday night and prepare so that the players have plenty plenty, plenty of rest and um, have our team meetings up up in our hotel up there. So you know do what the men's team are doing because they're doing exactly the same thing. So that's been organised by us um, as as a club to do that.
0: Like that'll take an awful lot of pressure off, especially considering it's a twelve o'clock kickoff. So you would want to be in the ground from probably about half ten. So if you were to travel up on the morning of the game, it'd be extremely difficult. Yeah, that was never an option for Sweden. I think you know we were always going to go up the day before, so to settle the players in. You know, it's important that they experience
1: that that whole occasion. You know, where they're where they're in the hotel, where they feel. You know. Uh, elite players if you like and, and make sure that they're getting plenty of rest getting their nutrition on board their hydration on board and it allows us to be in our own little group you know
0: where we can do our team meetings and we can we can you know interact with the players that's very important We've seen in recent weeks Jerry Canning has been down looking at games taking notes the game being on RT television it's such a privilege though isn't it for a women's national league game for a women's national league team to be on television and national television at that it's absolutely fantastic for the for the game, you know, and I think this, this this is sort of really
1: important that the the exposure that the women's national league is getting and you know, sports women in this competition. It's fantastic that we you know, we can showcase women's football. I mean if you look at what's happened this year, it's been fantastic with the under seventeen international team qualifying, the under 19s the Collins two victories in the World Cup qualifiers, I think it's a great time to be involved in the game and to have the showcase of the Cup final being on national
0: television. It's fantastic. It really is. But also, if you look at even this weekend, the the League Decider is also going to be streamed live Mm -hmm. on social media as well. So it's really going to be a big buzz about women's football this weekend. There is, I think, if you look at the... You know, um, Wexford and Pease are playing, I think it's on Friday night. Saturday uh, evening. For both of those
1: clubs, in terms of the league title, and you know, you the, the cup final a couple of days later, so it's fantastic for the, the, the comp, both competitions. That literally, certainly, the league has come down to the wire. And I mean, if you look at Wexford and Pease this year, they've been the two most consistent sides, they deserve to be where they are. I wish them both the very best
0: to look at, and I think. You know, UCD and ourselves hopefully would put in a very good performance in Cup Final Day. So it is, it's a great weekend, next weekend, to be, you know, involved in in, in Women's National League Football, it is. Like, you haven't had an easy road to the Cup Final either. Like, you've played both the league with leaders and the second place in the league currently in Pino, then Wexford. So it's been a tough road to get there. Like, so it's it's one of these that you really will cherish. Oh, absolutely. I think it's... You know, we've we've had two tough rounds to get to get to this stage
1: in terms of, you know, the, the game against peace was a cracker down at Bishopstone, we ended up winning 3-2 in the end, and then we went to Wexford and won 3-0. So we've had the hard road to get to the final, you know, and I think that's the, the key with it for me is that it's given our group a lot of confidence, being able to get results against two of the top teams in the country, you know, and I think we deserve them on both days, if I'm honest, and it's... Know what the coaching staff said to us from the opposition as well. So, you know, we've had to work hard. We've we've had game plans when we played against the two of them. So it's really great now to be in the final. And again, UCD are a top side. We're going to have to step up our game and really work hard. Which you know, I think the group know what's ahead of them.
0: It's possibly been, it's fair to say, it's been Cork City's best season ever since they've come into the Women's National League. Like, you've had seven league wins, but you've also reached the semi-finals of the League Cup, as well as getting yeah. to the FAI Cup final, and you've beaten teams now this year that maybe last year you might have dropped your heads against and, yeah. and, and suffered defeats that you shouldn't have. So, like, you really have seen the progress of Cork City this season. We
1: have. I mean, we we set targets this year... Um with the group at the start of the season and we asked them what they felt they were capable of of doing and one of them was to get to a cup final if I'm very honest with you and I think you know, we set those targets that we wanted to improve in our league position last season we wanted to get a higher points tally we wanted to be more consistent in our performances we wanted to see could we get to a cup final and we've achieved that and I think it's due to the hard work of the players themselves and also the background staff has been fantastic with us you know, a lot of people have pulled together to get it to this stage.
0: Many are backroom staff, the likes even off the field, the likes of Chris O'Mahony, they never really get a mention, but it's the people like that who do all the hard work off the field.
1: It is, they do some fantastic work for us, you know, the likes of Chris Almani as you've mentioned, you know, and, and Pat Healy behind the scenes on the board, and, you know, Eamon. They do great work behind the scenes that never gets mentioned, really, and they've, they've been fantastic for the club, and are Administrator... Joe Kelly, he's been outstanding this year doing a lot of the admin stuff behind the scenes so these these people it's great to have them with us on the day up of the eve as well because they deserve great credit and obviously my coaching staff, you know I've got some great people working with me, Kyle, Ivan, Eric and um, John Gilroy and Analysis, you know these are these are great people as well and you know, I know who's our, our and officer does great work
0: behind the scenes, so it's great for them to get their day as well, you know, it really is. Well, there's only been a couple of days from the cup final. How do you keep things going in terms of the next couple of days? What is the, the plan of preparations Like, will it be training and then just try to keep the girls focused, or will you have extra things i think no absolutely we keep it low-key you know we go through our same routines i think we'll have
1: very late training sessions this week you know what i mean they'll be very much tactically based you know we'll have a look at our analysis and see what we need to do i think it will be very it'll be very sort of low-key and relaxed this week that's what you need to do that's how we will prepare for it
0: a very interesting chat there frank it's great to see there's such a huge rapport between both the men's and women's section of the club since they amalgamated earlier on the year. And with the club doing so well, it can only bode to rub off on the women's side. And we've seen in previous outings in the Cup, especially when they beat Pembrokeshire and Wexford, they've really made great strides this season. And hopefully they'll get a big crowd at the Aviva Stadium on, on Sunday because with the men being in the final as well, it's an ideal time for them to get in and watch both. Next up we chat to Noel Keeley and Chloe mustaki Keeley, your side worked hard to back into the game. Disappointed to lose Lyon.
3: Yeah, I did. Um, I thought for a lot of the game we were actually in control. of Haven't I thought we deserved a little bit more out of it? Soft goal to give away on the first one. You know, just the fact that we let them in there. And I mean, in fairness to the girl, I mean she caught it well and she put it away. It was it was a damn fine goal, but it should have never been in there in the first place. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed overall, particularly with the second goal. That was a that was a bit of a hard one to take after scoring and getting back into the game. You know, such a wonderful goal that we. We scored and just, I don't know, the ball just bypassed us somewhere, and if a free player in the back. Put it away, slotted into an empty goal almost, but yeah, disappointed.
0: Was that maybe your side going for the game rather than just sitting back? If you had sat back, you maybe wouldn't have considered that goal?
3: Probably. You know, generally it's not my nature to sit back. You know, I mean, if we play football, we play football, and that's the way we do it. You know, we go after the games as best we can. I thought we overall, on balance, we deserved it. Possibly could have taken a couple of minutes there just to settle down after we'd scored, and yeah, hindsight, great, wonderful thing, you know, but sure.
0: Nimi hasn't had as many starts as she would have liked this season, but she produced a fine piece of individual work there. She
3: did, yeah. I mean, look, Nimi's had, had, had her trials and tribulations on and off the field and, and, you know, she's done really well and she's come in today and um, she's had an effect on the game, as you see. It was a, an absolute wonderful strike and she's capable of that. She's capable of so much more, you know, and, uh, and she's definitely a player that we're looking to for the future. But, um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of work to be put in there in various, not only with Nimi, but all the youngsters, but all the same. They all need a lot of good work.
0: Your first season with UCD you now, how have you found the transition moving from Kilkenny to UCD?
3: Yeah, it's been very different in, in terms that, you know, the, the, the players are, are a little more mature and a little more experienced. Um, you know, we've tried things and and uh, trying to get them to play a certain type of way and feel the freedom to go and play football. and Isn't that what it's about? You know, rather than coaching players, you know, to come up into the standard. Um, and in fairness, you know, Kenny, a lot of the players in there have done that, but in, in UCD they had a, a more experienced players so've we 've done well in terms of um, you know getting them and getting them on the pitch and getting the style of football that we want and it 's happened a little bit quicker that 's all
0: your league season may be over a huge huge game next weekend cup final live on RT television it must be exciting
3: it is, and you can start to just to, to see them winding up now you know i mean that 's the league campaign out of the way, and um, we were hoping to sort of sign off on a win there but not to be, but I think from this evening onwards, it's it's looking forward to uh, next Sunday.
0: Another few injuries. Another injury picked up today with Claire Walsh. Will she be a for Elf- Will she be our right for the
3: We hope so. Um, we've got to get a, you know Luke's breakdown on it and see where we're at. Um, we got Bex back onto the field today. You know she had a serious injury there against Shells, and it's she's back a little bit quicker than we expected. So she got a good ten minutes there. Karen, Karen got one on international duty. Um, obviously, I've got Anya out with. You know, she's out of the brace. She's making good progress, but they won't be around for the final. Karen should be okay. Uh, Hopefully, Claire will be okay. Bex is okay now, so the injury list is getting a little bit shorter. You must be very pleased
0: over the fact that Rebecca got back onto the pitch and she seemed to be moving very freely, no restrictions at all.
3: No, um, we gave her a bit of a fitness test beforehand um, just to see where she was at kicking and running, a little bit of turning into it, and she came through that okay. So, 10 minutes on the field, I suppose, was a bonus 10 minutes just to see where she was really at. You know, players like that, we need that experience going into next weekend
0: you talk about it, like next weekend it'll be a big crowd up for as well especially considering the men's team in the final it'll be something that your players will really relish
3: yeah I think so um, you know they've done a lot of work in, in sort of drumming up support themselves from, from friends and family and things like that now you're expecting a decent crowd there now in support of, of the Waves really looking forward to it and I think you'll start to see the excitement really build now because uh, you know the league campaign's done and dusted and this is it last game and uh, what a big one what do you do in the terms of a week of a cup final? Do you change your preparations or do you keep it the same? No, um, all we do is we ask the guests to maybe look after themselves in terms of rest, you know, their, their intake of food and water and various sort of things and make sure they look after themselves in, in you know, they'll rest tonight and they'll rest tomorrow. We'll have a training session on Tuesday, probably do a little bit more stretching than expected. You know, the pitch was a bit soft today and it's probably taking a bit out of, our, out of the muscles. So, um, but no, we won't, we won't change anything that we normally do. We've seen players getting uh,
0: headshots taken during the night on social media. There's pictures of it floating about. That just shows how much of a big deal
3: this is, doesn't it? It's huge. The, yeah, I mean, myself, Joe, Derek and you know, all the guys have been working on various different aspects of it leading into it. And there's an awful lot of work goes in behind the scenes. The more I can keep that away from the players, the better, to be honest with you, and let them just deal with what they're doing. How, is it hard to do it? Yeah. Yeah, it needs a, lot, you know, we need four or five people looking after, you know, between like you say headshots, you're talking about profiles, you're talking about kit, sponsors, you know, all the bits that go with it and go on a big occasion, which is only right I suppose, but
0: is that one thing that's maybe disappointing in terms of this league that like players don't get enough sponsorship, they don't get as much profile as possibly someone deserves, especially considering if you look at the standards on offer.
3: Yeah, I think all the teams are suffering that way. I think they need some investment somewhere in sponsorship, um, you know. And I can only talk from my own, um sort of just you know, from my own squad and my own team. It does. I mean, the, the sport itself, the Women's National League, needs a lot more investment and um, both in time and finances, you know, to keep us taking over. Uh, and I think they've done really well. And I think they've, you know, the, with the standard of the teams out there, they've actually done very well to do it on their own. No, thank you very much for your time. The very best of luck next week. Thanks very much. Chloe Stacky,
0: we're only a couple of days away from a cup final you must be really excited
4: yeah yeah um, pressure is building but excitement too so uh, we did a good training session there tonight so we're all really looking forward to it you know we had a good team meeting before the game I mean before training there so we're, we're you know we're well prepared
0: Saturday's Sunday's game wasn't your result but it really would have prepared you for a cup final a battle
4: Yeah, no, sure, p Man brought it to us and um, I thought it was a good contest on either side Uh, you know, luckily for them, they got the second goal you know, I think it was in the 92nd minute so what can you do, it was a good contestant game from both sides, so uh, it was a good preparation for this weekend
0: Good to see the injury list in UCD has cleared up a little bit you could have your partner in crime and Karen Duggan back in the middle on Sunday
4: Yeah, Jesus, thank God, I have her back you know, she's she's unbelievably hard working so uh, definitely be a help to have her there in Centre Mid with me on Sunday the last time UCD
0: got to a cup final unfortunately you weren't playing you were just diagnosed ill does this make this week a little bit more exciting for you because you missed it the last time the opportunity to play in the Aviva a big crowd where you weren't there the last time and we seen when, when your team scored the last day they all pulled up their yeah. uh, tops and had your number pr- printed on a on an under top does this make it a little bit more exciting for you because you're only a couple of days away
4: yeah no definitely um, I was really upset at the time to have to miss out you know, I was standing on the sideline watching the girls and unfortunately lost in the day but at least I was there to you know to enjoy the end of the season with them um, yeah my our coach, our old coach Arlene Gleason, texted me after the semi-final to say, you know, I'm I'm especially happy for you um having missed the last uh, cup final. So yeah, I know I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Back then, you may have thought you might have gone to a football field again, but <laughs> four years later, you're back in the Aviva Stadium. Have you, has, has it really sunk in you?
4: Um yeah, I know I. It's weird to think that you know obviously three years ago or whatever it was, I you know I I wasn't playing football at all, uh, and to be back at this stage now and in full swing, I'm absolutely delighted. I've worked hard to be honest and. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm really conf- looking forward to a cup final. You know, I've since it's been the European finals. Really, since I had a, a big major game, where apart from the few games in Bordeaux, which were really toughly contested, but you know, I'm really looking forward to this now.
0: But, like, when you played in the European Championships, you didn't know at the time that you were ill, and you still put in some standout performances. But you've come back, as you've seen, it took you some time to get back into your rhythm. And then the year in Bordeaux, you probably learned an awful lot from that.
4: Yeah, no, the, the intensity over there was you know, incredibly high, much, much higher than here. And obviously, when I first went over, I got a bit of a shock. But, uh, you know, I, I got used to it, and I, I think that it's, it stood to me. Um, and hopefully, I can show that on Sunday now and bring, you know, bring a good help to the team
0: but like when you're playing against PSG last day of the season and you need a result to stay up (laughs) that sort of thing is something that you really learn from in terms of not just your confidence but even how to play the game you're playing against a fully professional side and to pull off something like that by getting a draw you learn from them sort of things a lot don't
4: you? Yeah no definitely one of the best moments of my footballing career I know that I can say that now Um, it was incredible day you know we, we we pulled it out of the bag against an absolutely like really really good team and um, it just shows that you know hard work does beat talent sometimes so uh you know hopefully we can bring both the hard work and the talent this sunday and show that, you know that we are one of the best teams in the country
0: with sunday being a bit of a rare occasion because it's the only time of the year that the an irish club team women's team gets to play in the aviva stadium it's live on television does that sort of help grow women's football even more
4: uh, hopefully it does. Hopefully it does. Um, you know, hopefully people will come out and watch our game and not just watch it on TV. You know, that would be great for us to see. You know, to try and obviously we won't be able to match the same numbers as the Camogie final or the you know the GAA final, but we we'd like as many people as uh, possible to come out and watch us and you know to try and promote the football. You know, we've got really really good standard players here. Um, you know, despite what people think. So uh, if they just came out and watched us, they'd see that
0: the Aviva Stadium it's an early kickoff on Sunday but there's no really excuse for people it's only a couple of hours it's only a 10 euro win and you get two games of football like if you were to go watch even the Camogie final or ladies football they're a lot more expensive so it's really accessible for people as well
4: yeah no exactly Um, you know if you come along obviously you get the two games in one Um, and you know you get a good game in both as well not just in the men's you know it'll be highly contested on, on Sunday both teams will be 100% up for it um, you know we're only missing Anya so you know we're we've got nearly our full squad and they've got their full squad as far as I know so you know it's going to be a, a good 11 versus a good 11
0: Despite Anya missing on Sunday, Anya will actually play an impact because we know what she's like even on the sideline and in and around the dressing room she will be very vocal, she will always she'll be cre- screaming encouragement like she, she's a captain who's actually willing to lead even when she can't play.
4: Yeah no definitely Anya's you know outstanding on and off the field you know she's been up to training most of the times even when she's you know since she's been injured uh, you know she's she's contributing both on the sideline and in the change room you know when we're getting ready for games and stuff so she's a huge help even though she can't she can't play she'll bring a lot to the team on the day
0: last thing Sunday morning what will the emotions be like for you you're getting ready to go to the Aviva with your teammates will it be a relaxed atmosphere because you've learned from your previous experience or will it be a little bit of nerves
4: Um, to be honest for me it'll probably be a bit of nerves I'm not just because I'm playing for a lot of people, just because I want to be able to perform. I want to, you know, to show the talent that I have and I want to be able to, to show everyone what good, of a, you know, what good of a team UCD is. We haven't really been able to show that as much as we'd want to this season. So, you know, I just want to be able to perform the day and to, you know, to help UCD win that cup.
0: Last question. People like Joe Carrick have been around UCD from the start. How much would it mean to get another trophy for the likes of him?
4: Uh, a lot, I think. You know, as much as we don't see it here, the players, you know, the, the staff do a lot uh, behind the scenes. So it would be great, not just for us, but for them too. You know, they've put in a lot of work from the, from, you know, since last February. Um, so you know, it would be great for them too.
0: Chloe, thank you very much for your time and the very best of luck on Sunday. Thank you very much. Sunday was an interesting game between both Pimount and UCD. They were both missing some of their play- some of their best players. So at times they weren't at their best. Noel would be disappointed not to get at least a point. Especially considering they scored in the 90th minute through a Thunderball strike from Nemi Shemu. And then Pimount to score two minutes later it was disappointing for Noel. But on their side James would be happy with that. It was great also to chat to Chloe Mistakey this week. Just to see how much the Cup Final means to her. Considering she missed the last one through illness. I remember when she made a return from illness. Both herself and Claire Shine returned that day. Shine having been out with a long-term leg injury. So I, was, I remember being at that game in Martin Stadium. So it's great to see Chloe making so much, so much progress because it took her some time to get back to her best. I think the year in Bordeaux really helped her. And hopefully going forward, we'll really see the best of Chloe mustaki because I honestly believe she's good enough to play for Ireland and she sh- she's shown that this season in the Women's National League. Next up, we're joined by both James O'Callaghan and Heather Payne. James O'Callaghan, what a whirlwind of emotions laid on. UCD equalised. You saw still go down the other end and a f- score another goal. Give me your assessment on the game.
5: Yeah, um, it was a crazy ending to the game. Uh, I thought in general, I thought we were comfortable enough. Um, you know, first half, I was happy enough. UCD, very good side, but I thought we were we were matching them. Um, and we were the better side. Second half, I thought, you know, we had a lot of chances. We could have got a couple of goals. Um, so we got our goal. We won it up, what a goal it was by ended one of the goals of the season. Um, and we were comfortable, um, and then there was just some great players. Powers by great strike by, by Nimi to get that goal to make it one all, um, and then what a reaction from P Mount um, to go and get the winner the last the last minute there with Heather fantastic it was the with the reaction. Um, so you know it's a good three points for us, puts us in a good spot now going into our next game. Miss Amber at times of the first half he maybe looks not as clinical as you have been this season. Yeah, well, you know, Amber's top top goal scorer in the league. Um, any team's going to miss Amber. She gives you that something extra up, up top balls over the top. Um, you know, she does she makes things happen. So we, obviously, you know, any any team would have been missing that. Today we also seen another game. Were you paying much attention to the Wexford and Cork? Game? No, not really. Um, you know, all we could do was focus, focus on air game against UC get the three points. You know, Wexford, you know, they, they done the biz down, down at Cork. Fair played them, they got their three points. And um, so, you know, we go into next week's game, and we see what happens. You just you talk about your, your side's reaction. Maybe it could have been easy to drop the heads. We've seen the celebrations from UCD when they equalised. Could it have been easy for your side just to drop the heads then? Well, yeah, it was so late in the match, wasn't it, when, when UCD equalised. So I'm sure everybody thought that was it. It was going to be a draw. Um, but no, the girls, you know, they have great belief in this team. Um, you know, so they kept going. And we got a chance right right at the end of some great play, great build-up play into it. Um, and, it was, you know, it was super to get the goal. Sarah Mcevers missed quite a few games this season through suspension from two red cards. One,
0: one or two, maybe, that you said... She, she shouldn't have committed the, the tackles, but today she really showed
5: what she's really about when you brought her on. She was excellent for both goals. Yeah, you know, Sarah, Sarah McKevitt is, is a quality player. Just this season, it's probably been a bit stop start for the send, sending offs and she had exams as well. You know, so she hasn't really been able to build up a lot of momentum, but uh, she's a quality player, Sarah, so she came on, you know, and she looked very dangerous when she came on.
0: This now obviously means that the league goes to the final day decider. This was meant to be the final day but what's your thoughts going into the last game against Wexford you have to travel
5: yeah you know I'm, I'm absolutely delighted with this female team nobody gave us a chance at the start of the season um, I think people were predicting we'd come around 5th in the league and certain players left the team and there was a change in management No one gave us a hope. so, And plus, we've so many young players in the team. So to be in the position we're in is absolutely brilliant to the girls. But, you know, we've got this far and there's only one thing we want. And just like the same as Wexford. The
0: fact that now you lead the league going into the last day rather than if you had a draw and you would have been chasing and it would have been a must-win, does that change anything that you know a draw and Wexford is good enough?
5: Nah, not really. I I don't know. You you can't really go out and play for a draw, you know. It doesn't really work like that. Um, We'd be going out just play our normal game, simple as that. You speak about youth though and you have seen
0: earlier on the season some of the top quality players I just spoke about left the team. But the youth you have you installed Lucy McCartney as
5: captain today with Amber suspended and, and Louise missing. A huge show of faith from you. Well no, in fairness to Lucy, Lucy's attitude is, is is brilliant. She's a very aggressive player. She's you know, she 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 uh, wins wins every ball, 50 fifty fifty, you know. So that's the type of attitude I want in all the players and Lucy is a deserving captain. Um, I had she was my first pick really
0: now today we've seen some, some of the players come off the bench make big impacts make selection a bit of a headache next week
5: yeah it's a lot of competition there's a, it's a super squad from, from 1 to 22 all the players we have in the squad everybody's fighting to get the to get a position so you know it will give me headaches now during the week to see what team I pick Final word on the Wexford
0: game does it actually make it slightly better that the league is going to be decided the night before the FAI Cup final for the fact that we will have hopefully the women's football being talked about in a positive light on two occasions over that weekend rather than maybe just it sets and set sail this week we actually have it where it could
5: get a lot of publicity over the next week Yeah you know it's it's because it's on the day before the Cup final maybe, maybe a lot of supporters will get down and, and watch the match and you know and it's, it's a fit now to, a, to an exciting season it's been a long season um, but it's a fitting end you know so the two teams um, you know made the best team win thank you very much James and I'll look forward to catching you next week yeah cheers Aaron
0: Heather Payne you possibly won't score a more important goal this season will you?
2: Um, well yeah I'm delighted just to get it was a great build up play by the team it was just great to get it, top it in then at the end
0: the chance was really coming for you you had several chances you hit the crossbar as well did you think there was one on the way?
2: Um, well, I seem to always hit the cross-pair in the games, yeah, so I just was unlucky there. But after we conceded there in the last three minutes, I just felt like it wasn't over for us. So uh, we just built on more, and then we got a good goal then in the end.
0: When they scored in the 98th minute, was the nerves building? Because they were going for it then, that maybe you could concede a second one, or we always camped.
2: Um, no, I didn't think we were nervous or at all. I felt like that we still had another goal in us. So we just went right back at them straight away and just got the goal then in the end.
0: Perfect perfect place and perfect time.
2: Yeah, right place at the right time, yeah.
0: Probably you won't have scored an easier goal this, uh, ever.
2: Yeah, so um, yeah, like I said, it was a great build-up play and then just to get to finish was good.
0: After building on last season when you made your National League debut, you've really stepped up again this year and probably found another gear or two at such a young age how important is it that you keep consistent like we've seen even the Ireland managers there watching you today is it important that you keep your performances high every game
2: um, well yeah I suppose last season was just the beginning of it for me so I feel a lot more comfortable now being in the league a, few, a few, uh, bit longer so yeah, um, I just have to keep going every game and keep improving so that's it
0: It's funny, like you're still making these travels up from, from Galway up to, up to Dublin for training and games Like, it's a huge commitment and to keep this such a modest personality and always wanting to learn it must be huge
2: um, Well yeah, the journey up is tough now with the leaving search uh, but uh, the league is over now so I have to just train at home and keep pushing myself until next season
0: Like, for the fact that you're making such a commitment and that there's a league title at the end, does that make it a little bit easier?
2: Yeah, so, like, I always love coming up to Pianne and I really enjoy it. The girls are great. So, and now that we're near the end and nearly have the league, it's very easy to come up. You know, I enjoy making the journey every week.
0: I spoke to your mother before the Cork game the week before the Cork game when you beat Shell where she said there was a possibility that if the results hadn't gone your way like because Cork like, was such a big travel midweek from school like, you might have sat out of the game are you glad you didn't especially considering you scored a hat?
2: Oh, I, I don't think I would have sat out of the game anyways I think she was only joking with yeah, you I would have always made the journey yeah
0: a long journey down in the midweek isn't it? yeah
2: it was it's tough yeah with school the next day but it was worth it then
0: yeah. but like if you look uh, since you've lost the league cup final that's now four wins in a bounce you've beaten Shelbourne UCD Galway and I think you can't think of the other one but like for the fact that you've gone on such a run and Cork's are your way as well for the fact that you've gone on that such a big run after, after, a lo- after a loss does that motivate you even more to finish the job next week
2: Well, we knew we had five tough games left in the league and we said from the start, we said that we'll take one at a time and just win every one and that's what we've done. So we just have one more left to do.
0: Final question now. What will it be like if you get your hands on that Women's National League title next week?
2: Oh, it'll be splendid, I don't know. It'll be just out of the world, yeah. I'll be absolutely delighted.
0: With Piemont possibly not being at their best last again against UCD, this weekend's game is really a huge test for them. They'll have to be at their best, especially considering they lost to Wexford down there earlier on the season, and when the sides played in Greenogos, was a two-all draw. So, although they're capable of beating teams on their day, Piemont will really have to be at their best, and it's going to be a very interesting game, because Amber Barrett return from suspension. She was a huge loss for Piemont the other day. You could really see that her 15 league goals this season, Megan Lynch on Times was trying to play balls through up the top, that would have went through for Amber, but unfortunately we weren't working at the weekend. So that partnership in Tone could be key for Piemont on the other side. Wexford will surely bring back in Clara Ridden, who was on the bench against Cork. So it'll be an interesting clash. Just a reminder that the game will actually be live-streamed on the official WNL page on Saturday from half seven. A great initiative from the FAI, because I think this weekend's a real opportunity to broadcast the women's game, especially... Because we have both Saturday and Sunday, so to have both games live, Saturday's game being live on, on Facebook and then Sunday's game live on RTE, is absolutely fantastic. Finally we'll be joined by Declan News, who will discuss this weekend's fixtures in, in detail. Joined us this time by Declan News from Dublin City FM, it's absolute game and on the ball. Declan, welcome to the show. Thanks very much Aaron, great to be here. Declan, we'll start off with last weekend's action. Three big games in the Women's National League as we look towards the end of the season. Shelburne against Galway, a two-all draw, two goals from Gloria Douglas and Tessa Mullen and Lindsay McKeever with, with the two Galway goals. A bit of a result
6: that many people might not expect. I think Billy clearly would be happier with this result. This is the result they've been threatening to actually bring about all season long. They've been uh, playing well and not getting good results on their visits to Dublin. A classic example being their recent visit to P-Mount where they were the better side for the first half, went in 1-0 ahead and ended up losing the game 4-1 which was rough justice on them to be fair. Um, Galway have been better than their league table would indicate and one would hope that if Billy Cleary stays around and he can get in two or three more players next year, they might actually be one of the leading challengers from outside the the, the capital city. But the fact
0: that Goa oh, have beaten, uh, beaten UCD this season, beaten p at home, and they've also beaten UCD away, does that just show how much of an improvement they've made? I know a couple of seasons ago they finished fourth and a lot of people thought they were on the rise, but does this season with the the, the intro, introduction of Ute show how much of an improvement they've made? Because they got off to a bit of a slow start.
6: They did, and then they had one or two um, uh, shocking results, such as uh, losing away to Kilkenny. I mean, it was nice to see Kilkenny get a win, but if you had told me to the start of the season, it would be a Goa's expense, I would have laughed at you. However... That, that's how things panned out. And, and the one of the downsides of, of uh, having a youth policy is young players tend to be a bit inconsistent. It's very, very difficult to get uh, a consistent level of performance out of them. It's just as they mature as players, they become a bit more consistent. And uh, I think they'll be a lot better this time next year.
0: Like we've really seen especially for some of the youth players the likes of Saif Doyle Chloe Singleton in particular and even Lucy Lebada has had a couple of good games them. they have got the talent there to make a real impact
6: yeah and I just think there are only one or two players shy of being real contenders in this league Billy Cleary is an excellent coach ably assisted by Mazzarello Sweeney Mazzarello has played for uh, Ireland at all levels and uh, she retired early due to uh, a serious injury and has been coaching at college's level for the last number of years and is now Billy's assistant at God all the way if they can keep that coaching ticket together if they can keep the core of that squad together if they could bring in one or two others I think they could be of re- of dark horses next year
0: we really saw an intriguing weekend though the two other games that we got onto first the Wexert, Wexerts one little win away to Cork it was a big result for Wexford, especially considering they knew if they had a lost that game, they could have given payment the title.
6: Yes, a very big important result for Wexford, particularly as Cork had become something of a bogey team in recent months for Wexford. They had lost in their previous two visits to the uh, the the Southern Metropolis, but uh, they got it right on uh, on Sunday. And even Webb was the uh, goal scorer that gave them all three points. Uh, vital three points, necessary because it sets up uh, this fantastic mouth watering fixture that that we have to look forward to this weekend. With the likes of Ashlyn Frawley, Clara and Nicholas Sinnott and Emma Hansby
0: on the bench, was Laura Heffernan maybe taking a bit of a chance by not starting some of
6: them players the weekend and she could have come back to bite her if it didn't work out? Perhaps, but I think it was a calculated gamble. I think she fully intends using all of the aforementioned players on this on this week. And perhaps it was one or two of them were carrying slight knocks and she wanted to, to maybe give them a little bit of a rest and she also had them in reserve if it was necessary to spring from the bench to get a result. It it was a gamble that worked out on this occasion and it may be the the best decision she ever made if they get the right result on Saturday.
0: I know Cork didn't get the result they would have wanted going into the Cup Final next week, which I'll speak about a little bit later. But Frank Callagher told us on the show that it was an ideal game for his side because it was a real battle and a real test. That would be really standard Cork this week.
6: Absolutely. And indeed, I think both teams are preparing for the cup final extremely well because UCD had a tough outing as well, which we'll talk about in a couple of moments. Yeah, Cork got the, the test they were looking for. Maybe not the result they were looking for, but certainly they got the test they were looking for. Um, and, and I think it means that both teams go into this game on Sunday, tuned up, fighting fit, ready to rock. And I think we're in for an absolutely outstanding cup final. For anybody who wasn't at
0: Grenoge on Sunday, it was a bit of a drama in the last couple of minutes. Pimount took the lead in the 71st minute through a wonderful strike from Eleanor Ryan Doyle, but it was cancelled out in the 90th minute by Nimi Shemu, who unleashed an absolute turned-up ball strike with her left foot into the top corner from about 30, 35 yards. It was probably... I hadn't seen her score such a goal, but she was threatening from strikes earlier on in the game, and then, late in injury time, Heather Payne rescued all three points for Piedmont. If Pimount hadn't won that game, they would have been going into the game against Wexford. Looking... That they needed a win. Whereas
6: that game against... That result now means that they only need a draw. Could that be key on Saturday? Well... You and I both know that uh, when a team only needs to draw, it sometimes becomes a bit of a distraction. Um, y- you'll find now that uh, Laura Heffernan's crew don't have that distraction. They know it's win or bust. And sometimes coming from behind, being behind going to the final game, as we've seen in, in other leagues, in, indeed in other sports, uh, you and I have both witnessed this firsthand, that teams that are, that are coming into this game in second place, knowing that nothing else than a win is is, is good enough, sometimes that's enough to keep the mind focused and indeed get the desired result.
0: But like we look at even UCD on the other hand, they could have easily got out of Grinnell with something and possibly should have, considering they fought back well together. Now Keely's injury list is a bit worrying, considering Karen Duggan missed that game, Onyo gone missed it. Then you're looking at Julian Russell gone, Jeddah, Barrel gone. Like UCD have really had to scratch the barrel this season, but they've constantly turned
6: up some performances when maybe they weren't expected it as well. Well, yes, you have that, but by the same token, it looks like both Karen Duggan and Rebecca Carroll will be available for selection for the big day on Sunday, and I think if you told Noel Keely that, that he'd have the two of them back for the big day final, he'd breathe a sigh of relief. Nimi Chamao has, has, has shown with her performance last weekend that she could be a, a talismanic figure, particularly in light of the absence of Anyo Gorman, and if she performs as well on Sunday as she did last weekend in Green Oak, she could be a surprise packet for most people, because they know her as an impact substitute, but they don't know her as a starter how big of a loss could Anya be
0: like we've seen her goals for UCD we're just looking at the chart here she scored 11 goals for UCD she's the top scorer the next one down is there LeBron at 6 not having them goals could be a a vital missing cog in UCD's whereas they're now reliant on the likes of Kerry
6: Lettman could Anya's loss be too big for the cup final it could on one hand, but on the other hand, we now know that there are a number of players that are capable of nicking a goal for UCD. You have the likes of Chloe Mustacki, you have the likes of Derv Byrne, you have the likes of uh, Karen Duggan, and you have the likes of the potential threat of the likes of Emily Cal coming up from set pieces. She's gotten one or two goals in this season so far, mostly in cups, it has to be said. But nevertheless, there there is no obvious threat from UCD, which actually, in a perverse sort of way, makes them more dangerous than if Anya Gorman was picked playing because first thing the Cork City would do would be trying to mark on your gorman out of the game now the goal threat could come from anywhere and it's not a consistent goal threat either so they don't know UCD are now potential surprise packet in terms of their their gold threat in a way not having a recognized forward with a lot of goals to their name may actually be a slight advantage and particularly on the big open pitch that we're going to have in the Aviva on Sunday that might enable them to nick this this cup final
0: on the other hand, though you're looking at Cork, Saoirse Noonan and Clare Shine have scored twenty-seven goals in all competitions this season. They'd be a real threat for the Re- for the
6: Rebel Army. Very true. But by the same token, UCD know that Saoirse Noonan and Clare Shine are the real threat for Cork. And by the same token, Noel, Noel Keighley knows going into this game if I can nullify Saoirse Noonan, if I can nullify Clare Shine, they don't have too many other options. So, without
0: looking at without
6: using your UCD, hat, how would you see this game going? I can see this game going to extra time. I really can, and it'll be basically whoever is mentally fit enough at that stage, because both sides will be exhausted going into the extra time. I can see this game going into extra time, and somebody's going to nick it extra time. But I'm not prepared to call it.
0: The fact that UCD haven't, yeah, Cork haven't beaten UCD this season in the league. That doesn't really play much of a matter in the Cup Finals considering Cork have beaten both Pimount and Wexford who are first and second in the league in the quarterfinals and semifinals
6: Not, not from a Cork City standpoint but from a UCD standpoint it gives them the confidence to know they are capable of beating Cork City now Cork City have to overcome the monkey on the back that is we haven't beaten UCD this season in order to win the Cup Final UCD know they can beat Cork City Cork City have to convince themselves they can beat UCD once
0: again, it's great to see the game is on television with RT2 taking the game.
6: Yeah, fantastic. And and, and in, to be fair, um, the crew that will be commentating on it and, and doing the analysis have been doing their homework. I know Alan Colley was at, at the game at the weekend. It's good to see. Uh, Alan Canning, Canning and, was
0: actually at Cork recently. And Jerry
6: Canning was at Cork recently. And it's good to see that they're doing their homework. And uh, Alan Colley, of course, began his broadcasting career on my very show as one of my pundits. So
0: he'd have a well experience with women's football. But just
6: looking ahead, to even to Saturday evening, P-Mount against
0: Wexford in Ferry Carrick Park, a half seven kickoff. The game will also be streamed live on FAI TV. Pimount will welcome back welcome back Amber Barr. She was a big loss for them at the weekend.
6: It'll be a tight game and I think both sides will be a bit nervous. Yeah, they will. Um Wexford have an obvious goal threat through Clara Reardon, but but Wexford also have one or two other aces in their in their armour that can, uh, can can prove threat. Don't forget, they still have the option of springing Rihanna Jarrett from the bench, and Rihanna Jarrett is a proven goal scorer at this level. I think Wexford have a lot of aces up their sleeve. I think Piedmont have a lot of aces up their sleeve. I think this game could be a very exciting game, and it could go any one of three ways. The fact that the game is being played the day before the cup final, that. Really puts a spotlight on women's football this weekend, doesn't it? It does and it's it's long overdue because uh, I think, unfortunately in this country, women's soccer has trailed in behind in terms of media exposure and indeed uh, interest behind the likes of uh, Camogie, women's Gaelic football and particularly women's rugby, which I think gets a lot more coverage than perhaps the numbers playing would, would merit. A bit disappointing though that we don't have a, a cup final media day this week to
0: give the players the access because we know the likes of Newstalk often send people out 98 FM would send for someone from a Dublin because a Dublin club the 42 sometimes balls are
6: disappointed that we don't have that outlet this week very disappointing and I think it's an opportunity lost particularly from a, a UCD wave standpoint to generate a bit of interest and maybe get a few more punters through the gates to be fair to the likes of those they do take a serious interest when there is a media day there's an opportunity to, to come to women's football we've seen them before when the uh, WNL was launched. ...in uh, the Aviva. We've seen these media outlets take a little bit of an interest and sadly they don't do it on a consistent basis but the likes of yourself and myself have been beavering away in the background for a number of years now and we're we're losing out really in a way too because we, we would love to be able to do more to help publicise this final and unfortunately without a media day we're being denied the access to do that. But on the other note though we also have to say
0: thanks to the clubs for the fact that like...
6: UCD have
0: given us the opportunity to come and speak to players as well, whereas Cork City have often been open to us if we want stuff
6: off them as well. Yeah, and it's to the credit of Frank Kelleher and his players, and indeed Noel Keeley and his players, that they're willing to cooperate with us. But then again, they, they see us as being, shall we say, assets to them in terms of giving them a bit of a profile that they wouldn't otherwise get. Saturday night,
0: Declan, call off me, who wins the Women's National League? Do Piemann get a second title or the Wexford get a,
6: a third title? I am torn in this one, I have to say. I have a lot of time for the players of both clubs. I have a particular fondness for some of the girls in Wexford. As you know, I worked with them before in a, in my one of my previous capacities as a secretary of a, a Dublin Women's Soccer League team based in the South East. But I think that, on balance, I think home advantage might have a slight advantage for Wexford. But if p can overcome their travel issue... They they they'll they'll win the title.
0: Is it really important that Wexford keep Amber Barra quiet because we've seen what she's done league and cup and even now she's starting to get a look in an international. She could be the key to the game considering she missed last week. She be fresh. She be wearing the Galway stood beside her for the ninety. Well, most of the ninety minutes when she wasn't too busy
6: busy trying to get keep herself calm. She could be the biggest impact on the game. Very much so, and she illustrated that in the recent match we spoke about earlier uh, between P. and Galway United. For seventy minutes she wasn't in the game. But she did enough damage in the last twenty to uh to to secure the three points for a P. Man side, which to be fair, on balance of play, they probably didn't deserve. We can't go without
0: mentioning the other game on Saturday evening, also being played down the watershed. I think it's a five o'clock kickoff. It's Kilkenny United against against Shelbourne. Casey McQuillan will be looking to build on some of the momentum that he built from the UCD game. I know it was a five-one loss, but it wasn't a five-one game on paper on, on on the night. So Casey will be looking to build on that, especially with Shelbourne coming down to down to the watershed Shelburne's season has, has sort of petered out where this is an opportunity for Kilkenny possibly to put in a
6: big performance I think it's a golden opportunity for them to put in a massive big performance for the very reasons you just outlined but as well as that I mean we were at that 5-1 game between UCD Waves and Kilkenny and in fairness Kilkenny looked like a well drilled well organised outfit and I think if they'd had a bit more luck with in front of goal it could have been a much closer game I mean they hit Woodwork twice if I recall correctly on that occasion and that just goes to show that if those two had gone in it would have been 5-3 now 5-3 looks better than 5 1 and certainly the performance would have deserved a 5-3 outcome. They have been a lot closer to their opposition than certain results would, would, would tell you on the scoreboard. I think the only time they were totally outclassed was when they lost 11-0 earlier in the season to Shelburne. And I th- honestly think that uh, this is uh, an up and coming side. If he can keep the core of the squad together, he's got he's, he's a fantastic coach. If they can hang on to him, I think Kilkenny could surprise a few people next year. How much of an impact has he really made, Casey? Because
0: before he came in, there was a lot of talk about Shel- uh, Kilkenny, they had to pull a game against Galway in the shield because they had not got enough players. Things looked doom and gloom down there, but he really come in and steadied the ship.
6: How important is it that they actually do keep him? I think it's vitally important, and I think one of the uh, areas that that uh, may shall we say persuade him to uh, to stay with them for the coming season is if everything else is equal off the field is the fact that he actually is finding himself based in the southeast three days a week doing a college course. I think that could actually persuade him to stay in its own sweet way although it has its own difficulties as well. But um, I think if they can hang on to if Kilkenny can hang on to Casey McQuillan, I think they have a promising future going forward. But again, he'll probably be looking for players from the southeast to attract. Perhaps girls who aren't getting into the Wexford setup might be might be a target. Maybe even girls who can't get into the Cork setup could be a target. Or he could tap into the Waterford league. Perhaps there's a lot of women's football being played in or around uh, Kilkenny, Waterford, Wexford, and there are players available, good players available, who could be persuaded to play WNL or at least have a go. Declan, thank you very much for joining me and
0: I look forward to catching up with you again soon when we announce the WNL slash Absolute Game Team of the Year after, in the week after the Cup Final. Thanks again and I look forward to it. If you're around the weekend, I'd advise you to possibly go to one of the games if you could because there'll be some fantastic football on show with several internationals playing in, in all three games, in fact. But just, folks, that's all we've time for this week. I'd like to thank all my guests, Frank Callagher, Noel Keeley, Cloy Mustacky, James O'Callaghan, Heather Payne and Declan Hughes. We'll be back again soon in another show. Thanks for listening.